This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. We're starting off... This week, in part five of the Confess Him series, um, I'm very excited about what the Lord's put on my heart and has been stirring in me. This episode in particular has been in the works for a couple weeks, um, actually longer than that. But uh, it just each week that went by, it never seemed to fit in until I think this week is the week the Lord wants me to share this. Um, and so I'm excited to beginning in getting into it. Uh, the scriptures that I have for this week take place in Luke chapter 6, which parallels with, if you remember last week, I talked about some in Matthew 5 with the Beatitudes. Luke chapter 6 talks about the Beatitudes from Luke's perspective or Luke's um, writing of it. And so there's a similar um, tone to what I'm talking about today as I'm talking about, as I was talking about last week. Um, but I want to look at Luke 6, verse 40, um, which talks about, it says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And this is kind of sandwiched in between the do not judge um, passage. Judge not, and you, sh- and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. That's verse 37. And then 41, directly after 40. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do you not perceive the plank in your own? And so there's a little context for you as to where that verse 40 is found in. But I have a a heart behind that verse that I want to share. And then the other is the passage that we've all heard, which is the build on the rock passage. Um which is Luke 6, 46 to 49. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And I have a whole reason for choosing those two particular passages. Um, So let me kind of get into the story of why I've chosen those. Um, Over the last five or six months of starting... Well, longer than that, but over the last several months since starting this podcast, um, there's been one focus and goal and heart in my my mission and vision for how I want, what I want War Vessel Radio to be. Um, And A, that's, it's not mine. I know I just said my vision and my mission, but I believe this is the mission and vision Christ has given me. in and through this podcast that he's given me, but ultimately his podcast. And that's that he would be glorified 
through the preaching and sharing of the gospel as found in the scripture and the pure word of God that we have been given through the, dec- the declaration of truth and proclamation of who Jesus Christ is and how we as Christians should be living for living yes living for him pursuing him um, intentionally um, and that also that it would stand witness to a genuine faith that through myself and those who get on this podcast and talk about the things of Christ that it would create a witness for the real living power of the spirit working in Christians that it's not uh, a fake faith. Uh, I I know I have had so many frustrations in the past and even today still, though not as much because I have found a real faith um, in Christ and in others who serve Christ. But just looking at um, so-called Christians of today or or men and women in the church who their faith, they talk a good talk and it looks so good on paper and outwardly, but inwardly it's a failed state and there is no power in the life and I rem- in their life. And I remember just in going through that and growing up and trying to struggle in my faith and just asking the question, Lord, I read in your word that there is something more to be claimed than what I'm living and what I see others living and I desire it, but I have no idea how or what that looks like. And up until going through Ellerslie and being discipled in the truth of Jesus Christ and having um, the basics of the gospel uh, just gone through on a daily basis in my over that five weeks um, and just being immersed in truth. Uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday and talking with my family that uh, truth the gospel for Christianity, if when you just sit down and you're like, I am going to immerse myself in the gospel, my focus is who Jesus is, what he's doing, and that he is glorified. That is like a shot of adrenaline into the heart, soul, and mind of a Christian, that that focus revitalizes the spirit of a man and a woman in Christ. It's not outward, fo- or it's not inwardly focused on themselves, or outwardly focused on themselves, but it's inwardly and outwardly focused on Jesus Christ. Um, and it's like a shot of adrenaline. That's kind of what that five weeks at Ellerslie were like. Um, just five week, day by day shots of adrenaline. Um, and so, up until that season of my life, I there was just this lack of what it looks like to intentionally pursue Christ. And so my my heart behind this episode is talking about that. Um, interestingly, of the 28 episodes I've done so far, not counting this one, my second episode, which was is called Heart, Soul, and Mind, Intentionally Pursuing Christ, is the most downloaded episode of all of my other 
episodes um, by a, a large amount, uh, noticeably so. And I recognize that this isn't anything that I've done or anything I've said to make it that way, but I think it is a telltale sign of where this generation of Christians are at, what our heart is longing for and thirsting for, because it's in it's in me too. Um, I read a title like Heart, Soul, and Mind, Intentionally Pursuing Christ, and I want to know what that's about. Not because it's about Christ. It's about intentionally pursuing the the person of Christianity, the the central theme, the central figure, the central truth and power is Jesus Christ. And for those of us who are Christians, that is attracting. And and part of the reason it's so attracting is because we want to walk in it. We want to live in this intimacy uh, and this pursuing um, relationship with Christ. And that is me for my entire life, I guess, um, and still is now. I, I desire to be poured into by Christ and to be poured out for Christ and to see others be touched with the power and the life and the truth of Jesus Christ and their lives be transformed uh, on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. I know I quickly, in in life, it's often easy for me to go, 30 minutes without thinking about Jesus or longer. And uh, that's something I have been repenting of recently is that, Lord, I want to have a constant abiding with you. I don't want to go 30 seconds without having your name or your truth or your word on my lips. And this is something that takes time over just walking with Christ that that is developed. But I long for it. I'm hungry for it, just as it talks about in the Beatitudes. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you shall be filled. And it says in this Luke 6 passage in 25, Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Now, I know I just kind of like whipped out some scripture there, but I was considering that, Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. For those pursuing Christ is a constant hungering for the bread of life, for the blood of Christ in our lives, to have that uh, constantly being fed that and drinking of that is something that Christianity should be all about. And if we get to a point where we're full, where we're satisfied with where we're at in our walk, then we lose the special intimate connection of walking intentionally with Christ and that we just choose to maintain the status quo and become full of where we are at and not where Christ is telling us he wants us to go and is desiring us for us to go with him. And so I desire to be hungry and to be pursuing and um, just be all out for Jesus in this. Um, and so this is where I get those scriptures that I was talking about in uh, Luke 6.40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And that's where this heart, soul, and mind of intentionally pursuing Christ comes in. That it's not that we are going to be 
Jesus. He is our teacher. We are the student. We can never be like he is. That's why he is glorified. That's why he is the central figure of Christianity. We are just the servants and those who are now ambassadors to his name that have taken his name and are to declare it and to give reverence to it and show the world a new way of living in and through the power and life of Christ and love of Christ. But everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher is the second half. And that's the indwelling nature of the spirit of Christ working in us, the indwelling nature of the spirit of the teacher of Jesus working in us, that he in himself is perfectly training us to be like himself. And it's all through Christ. We cannot say that enough, that this is through Jesus, that he is, he is the teacher. We are to glorify him. But it is his, but it, it, I can't speak right at the moment, but it is his desire for us that he pour himself, his spirit into our heart, soul, and minds and begin transforming us to look and become as him, as his image, and that we would represent him in his spirit. And that's super exciting to me. And so that's what I was reminded of as I read that passage. It's not that as disciples, we are above Christ or or even, um, yeah, it's just we are beneath him. We are his servants, but he desires for us to be trained like him, and that is done in and through his spirit. And so that is part of the heart and in intentionally pursuing Christ with our heart, soul, and minds. And so the second part that's that stood out to me um, is a few verses later in this passage is this build on the rock uh, passage that we've all heard many times and have heard preached. And I don't think I have anything new to add here other than how I feel the Lord has just put this on my heart. So I'll read this quickly and then just point out the things that stood out to me. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So point number one is Jesus questions um, those who claim to follow him. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? You can't be a disciple of the teacher unless you're willing to do what he says unless your heart, soul, and mind are bent towards the teacher's will. That goes back to verse 40. Um, If we're not willing to accept the teachings of Jesus as our teacher and not willing to do what he says, then we are putting ourselves above him and saying our way is higher. And as a follower of Christ, that cannot be. As Christ has said, a disciple is not above his teacher. But when we put ourselves in Christ and beneath Christ and say, Lord, you increase and I decrease, we become in alignment with his life to be perfectly trained and become 
like him. Um, and that's that 47. Whoever comes to me, who uh, it talks about, remember in, if you listen to the last episode, I talked about uh, when Jesus climbed the mountain and gave uh, the Beatitudes, the blessed are da-da-da-da-da. And he is on the mountain and his disciples come to him. And he then shares all these things with them and all these blessings as to, or these blessings if they are this way. Um, But his disciples come to him and hear him. And to those who come to Jesus, who hears his voice and saying, and then not only just hears them or hears his words, not only who, let me put this again, not only those who come to him and hear him, but also who does them. It's not enough just to come to Jesus and to hear him. Those are important stages in a Christian's life. We have to come to Christ. We have to recognize that we need to come to Christ. And then we have to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives, showing us the will of Christ. And then once we have heard that, once it's become a key component of our walk now with Jesus, now we have to do them. Now we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit working in us, and that's not something to be ignored. And so Jesus likens this person who hears him and does what he commands, what he says. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And that is the third or fourth point. I forget where I'm at now. Um, That... That is our role here. It is in and through Christ, yes, but it says he is like a man building a house. We are to be building the temple of the Lord in our lives. He's come and indwelled us and desiring to sanctify sanctify us and give us the components to build this life, the spiritual walk with him. And now we get to have the joy of building a house for him out of our own lives. Once again, this is not in and of ourselves. Jesus is doing all the work, but his spirit in and through us is delighting us to be changed for our temple to be conformed to him, and he is now dwelling in it. And that's building the rock, or building a house. Um, And we are to dig deep. It says, dig, or who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock, that we can't just be shallow level. We have to go deep into the rock, into the foundation of Jesus. We can't sit on the earthly surface. Uh, It's in my version of, in the New King James, it says, who built the house on the earth. We can't build a house on the worldly things, on the fleshly things, on the earthly things, because if it doesn't have a foundation, it will wash away when anything comes against it. And so part of our roles in being disciples is once we have heard something from our teacher, Jesus, then we have to dig deep and say, this is truth, this is a promise, this is something I've been commanded Um, And we have to believe it and have faith in it and dig deep and lay the foundation on, lay our foundation on the foundation of Jesus, which is interesting as we're to build on the rock. Well, the rock is Jesus Christ. 
and the foundation that we're laying is the truth of Jesus Christ, which is also Jesus Christ. And the house is Jesus too. I, I don't know if you're uh, getting the point, but this is all about Jesus. It's all wrapped in and through Jesus. And we have the amazing privilege of serving and being a part of that. And it's a blessing. And the more, it seems with every day that goes by, this is stirred deeper and deeper into my life, this revelation of what Christ desires to work in and through us and to those who are willing to not only come to him, not only hear him, but willing to do what he says and whatever that looks like in in the sacrifice, in the devotion, um, in the rejoicing, in the tribulation, to those who are willing to face the hard things, who are willing to dig deep into his word, into his truth, into his blessing and promises and stake a claim there that even when they encounter problems that threaten to topple them, they cannot be toppled because they are found in the presence of Jesus. And they have built something that is rooted rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. And that excites me daily and I can I can feel the tension in my own life of recognizing man today and I I think about this quite often and it's something that it's deeply moving to me uh, in my own life that I desire that abiding nature of Jesus within me and that I would be that would be my sole focus that my heart soul and mind would be constantly intentionally pursuing him on a daily moment by moment basis and that I, ne- I would never for one second stray as the sheep that I am from my shepherd's voice but that I would constantly recognize his voice and stay near to him and cling to him and walk in the shepherd's sat um, shadow and now I can feel when I begin to stray that uh, that Lord oh I need to be immersed into your presence. I can tell when I, I start going it alone in my own strength and I start going through the motions of my own will. Um, and for so long, for so much of my life, I was operating within myself, within my own means, within my own resources found in my pockets and the lint that was there. I was trying to navigate through this life and through trying to serve the Lord within myself. And now something new has been awakened in me, and I recognize this is all through the person of Jesus Christ. This is all through a faith and a belief in the promises and the truths that he's given, that he's shown in and through his life, through scripture and the gospel, and staking a claim on that and building a foundation off of that. And I, and when I'm building that foundation and then through my life, I realize I start getting off the rock and I start building on the sand and the shallowness of the world, I begin to recognize it. Uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this well or right, but it's becoming more and more obvious to me how I need to be sanctified, how the Holy Spirit is calling me to grow. Um, And it's hard, but it's becoming easier to recognize, which is an interesting tension there, but... Um, just the chastening of the Lord is 
good to those who desire it. Um, and that is where I'm at. And I, I know that I'm at a different stage than some of you are at, and some of you are far more advanced in, in life than me and have experienced where I'm at now and are, are light years above it in your walk with Christ. And praise the Lord for all of those stages. Um, and the key for each one of us is that we're at, no matter where we're at in our walk, uh, that our hearts and souls and minds be centered on Christ and that we intentionally pursue him and how he's called us and how he's teaching us that we as disciples would give glory to him and not rise above him in our own selves and say, uh, my will above your will, Lord, that I know what's best for me, but that we choose to, in surrender and obedience, accept his teaching, his commission on our lives, his promises, and the difficulties that sometimes he says we need to walk in in order to grow deeper into relationship with him and just have the freedom to do that. And and not only and don't do it begrudgingly and not do it begrudgingly, but have a rejoicing and a joy in serving the Lord. Um, man, you could go for 12 years talking about this stuff. It's so good. And there, it, like when I say that I desire it, that's why I could talk about it for so long is because I need it so much in my own life. I, I am hopeless without the person of Jesus Christ. If my heart is out of alignment, but my soul and mind are in line, then I'm not in alignment with Jesus Christ. It requires all three to have intimate walk with Jesus. Our hearts have to be focused, our souls and our minds. In each one of those areas, we need to be being filled and meditating upon the person of Jesus Christ and allowing him to infiltrate those areas and abide in us and make this body his temple. So I hope you guys were encouraged and exhorted by this episode. Um, I know just now in sitting here and, um, Man, I, I don't, the Lord is just so good uh, that he could allow me to have this podcast to share this truth because it is, it's convicting me as I, as I say it and because um, I realize I need as much of him as I can get my hands on on a daily basis and he desires to allow that to happen that he just wants to pour himself out to me and so yes, I get very excited about this, and I hope you guys are encouraged by it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest of this uh, Confess Him series may go, or if it ends, or who, or what uh, people I may talk talk to um, and have on this show. There's things stirring, and I know that nothing's happened yet, <laughs> and so I apologize for that. It's just kind of the season of War Vessel Radio, but hopefully... Um, the Lord will allow things to come together and will create some more interesting conversations and dynamics going. Um, so thank you all for listening. Uh, just pray a blessing upon the Lord for you this week um, that you would, with your heart, soul, and mind, be pursuing him, be poured out for him, and just convicted to serve him in whatever ways he is instructing. Um, so yeah, thanks guys.
Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.